you know what? Let's just all agree that the Harry Potter franchise would have been a lot better if all of the wands were just replaced with swords. Sure. I, I mean, yeah. I want to. I want to see about you know six or seven hundred kids. <laughs> there probably weren't that many in that castle, but just running around with swords. The Cars franchise would be flashing. would be great if they just replaced all the cars with swords. <laughs> they just call the call the movies swords. <laughs> I'm guessing all the swords are hopping around on the pommels. Yeah, yeah. They're racing each like, other. Kind of like Veggie Tales that way. <laughs> Absolutely. I I want my religious lessons by a bunch of swords. <laughs> Here we are. Everybody, welcome to Sword Boys Cut by Cut. We're talking about Beastmaster. Uh, this is the third cut, and uh, I'm Robin, who I'm I'm, I'm I'm very well cut. Oh goodness! Oh, sorry. I'm poorly cut because I keep cutting <laughs> off Robin. Yeah, shut up, Rick. <laughs> like Dar in this, like Dar in this cut, I am well hung <laughs> and oiled and oiled. Mm. And Rick, how many ferrets do you have in your pants? Oh, I've got about 27, and uh, we're only ever going to see two at a time, so don't worry about that. But, I yeah, thought you were are, just happy to see me. They are furious. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, as fast opposed, and furious ferrets. As opposed to me, who am delighted to be here talking about episode three. Who am this, delighted. I am delighted. Maybe you need to write stuff down. <laughs> People like me, who am delighted. Hmm. Listen, the phrase, I am delighted. That's proper English. You don't say I are delighted. You didn't say I am. You said no. <laughs> anyway, it's episode three. We are covering from 43 minutes, 37 seconds up until one hour, three minutes, 36 seconds. This cut begins with Dar arriving at the walled city of Arak, and it ends with Seth insisting that they have a plan before rushing off to save Kiri. This is this is a jam-packed cut. Mm-hmm. We get some uh, John Amos. He's the back. The other guy was was he gone? Yeah, he was. Uh, you know, disappeared from the story for a while while he was being. Oh uh, yeah, stripped of that's his right. Rank. I apologize. We did see him in his ridiculous outfit in cut one. Yeah, stripped <laughs> of his rank, stripped of his you know wardrobe, pants, uh, in a much different costume now. I'm gonna run around the woods with a little boy, and I'm gonna wear underwear. What? What? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. This is my yeah. love language now, I guess. <laughs> you, oh, Batman does it. He's cool, but me, I'm a weirdo. I'm a pervert. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of perverts, yeah. Robin? <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad to finally find my role on the show. Uh, <laughs> Podcast, podvert. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that right? Ladies. <laughs> Ladies. Oh, he just Ladies. doffed it. He just put on a he just put on a little hat with a back flap on it and, and <laughs> doffed it at me. That's so weird. Just don't do the voice, man. Just don't do the voice. And also, it looks like Robin has a, a set of dice in his pocket that he's just waiting to use. You never know. You never know. <laughs> so this minute, uh, uh, this cut begins with him, his, uh, you know, laying on a rock, looking at his new uh, whatever amulet from the blanket flaps. Flappensteins, Flappensteins, that's what it was. Flappenstein, Flappenstein. I am so impressed that Dar was able to sleep 
after discovering that Flappensteins exist in his world, because I would never say I <laughs> was in that situation, I would stay awake constantly until I could get underneath a roof. Not to mention this whole world's yeah. a hellscape of people who kill each other. Yeah. <laughs> there seems to be no escape from the sun. Uh, the sun actually starts this minute and the most unprofessional actor, uh, the Eagle, actually spikes the camera oh, right what immediately an what a jerk <laughs> never never you know i'm waiting to see one of the kids spike the camera in this there's a lot more kids in this <laughs> well yeah but you know there are going to be at least one fewer by the time we get to thank the god <laughs> man there's not enough kids thrown into fires in movies yeah there are a dime a dozen is that my mayax uh <laughs> i don't know what that is <laughs> you sound like fire marshal bill <laughs> that then uh, give me your children let me tell you something. Yeah, so Dar walks to the precipice of a of a mountain, and instead of seeing Mos Eisley, he sees a map painting uh, of our <laughs> rook. Our rook. Yes. You know, I, the fun thing about this shot is that it's actually a forced perspective miniature, which is how they get the oh, really? smoke to, to come No, up. there's no way that's forced miniature. He's pulling your leg. No, if you uh, if you look, you've got the the kind of big rocks that go behind the city. And there is a seam that runs along the top of those rocks down around. And if you look at the, um, I guess the leftern, leftist part. Leftern? <laughs> What's wrong with you today? I really don't like your leftist ide ideology on this Words podcast. Let's try to keep yeah. it non-political. Yeah. So if you look over at the Democratic half of Auric, <laughs> as opposed to the Republican half of Auric, uh, just past the tar pit, there's like a little slope that leads to a divot and there's a solid line there mm -hmm. on the landscape that leads down to just more rocks that go into the forefront. So if you're looking for it, you can see where the miniature cuts off. Oh, I believe that's the Aruk uh, Emirates line, much like the Mason Dixon line, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't want to go to, so there are parts of a rook that are not good after, after dark. No, no. So Aruk he goes, he's dark. Dark. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> A rook after, after. Go ahead, please. No, it's okay. Here's something I was thinking about. So I'm taking a bath the other night. No, I'm kidding. I don't take baths. That'd be weird. Imagine me in a bathtub just musing about Be Be uh, Beastmaster while I uh, sip champagne. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that 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 does Definitely drinking. <laughs> and I was like, you know, what we never talked about his name's Dar, and their god is R. Yeah. Did, did, but he was named by Dar's father, not by well, he was not baby Dar. Not then the witch lay is not I'm about to kill you, Dar. <laughs> okay, so Dar was branded with the symbol of R. So when young Dar's father found him, he's like, Oh, hey, that's the symbol of R. What am I gonna name? And this I'm kid? his dad, which starts with D, so it's D-R. Exactly. Uh. D'Artagnan, maybe? <laughs> yes. He's a big fan of the Three Musketeers. <laughs> I'm sure at some point this character's name was D apostrophe A-R. D-R. D-R. Because he is of R. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this... Th this no way they talked to a linguist before they did this. Right. This movie barely has any American <laughs> words in it, much less any other weird flibbity flap. It, this this whole match shot... Uh, I, and then him walking down this trail that seems to lead to nowhere because it, 
there was actually not a city there. It's like no. reminiscent of like we're doing this whole thing where like when Dar had to run back to the his Emirate village. Is it just Emirates? Is that the what that place Emirates. was called? Emirates. Sorry, Emirates. Emirate. Um, Emirates. <laughs> it looked like he was running to nowhere, <laughs> and right. then all of a sudden he showed up. At the, so it is yet again another that happens in all the battle later on when they go back to darkness i think we see some i think there's a faint hint of a wall but other than that it's always shot mm-hmm. we we have two things we can shoot we can shoot the gate and we can shoot the inside of a rook but we had nothing else so i say we shoot the glass <laughs> shoot a rook they go <laughs> they go into a rook past hey one of my favorite things in the movie giant mm. bog of tar yeah why not? Sure. So Dar's looking at the tar. <laughs> Dar of R is looking at the tar. <laughs> yep. I really appreciate good tar. How, Me too. No, I really appreciate how the Juns mark a, a conquered territory, mm-hmm. namely by, you know, stringing up people on pikes. Are those it's, just uh, children? I, I think those are all of the young fighting men of. Oh, that we heard about earlier that we hear later from Sacco. Sacco is going to start talking about that. But this image also reminds me of a movie from the Warner Brothers vault. 1971's The Devils, directed by Ken Russell. That's the one with Oliver Reed and Vanessa Redgrave with all the crazy nuns. But that is another movie that takes place inside of a walled city. And in the road leading up to that walled city are a bunch of, you know, hung up people because like the inquisition is happening or the plague or something like that. Are there uh swords in it? Um uh, there are a few swords, but I don't think enough sword mm-hmm. fights happen to justify us watching it. Gotcha. Okay. Well okay. then everyone just forget what Rick said. <laughs> I but, like that yeah. uh Dar tells uh Dar tells Rue Ru to Ru. to Ru. keep hidden and Rue uh uh growls at him as if like to say like sir we're in the middle of a desert (laughs) where am i gonna hide rue knows that aruk is a bit of a sundown town Mm -hmm. oh yeah he does not want to get caught after dark rue runs and jumps right in that tar he's like the only (laughs) black thing around so i'm just gonna hang out here he's like i need to go train Mowgli. i'll be back (laughs) well one thing's for sure you know this movie takes place in the past because if uh, America existed and they knew that all that oil was just sitting there, mm-hmm. the military would be on that place like flies on, uh, you know, mm-hmm. shit. <laughs> Why wouldn't you say shit? What happened? <laughs> you forgot where the flies go. Flies on <laughs> tar. Cotton candy. Wait, no. <laughs> you know. This is actually, I actually enjoy the set decoration and the uh, the, the sets in this. They, they yeah. I think they only have this street, the same street that they came up with Baby Dar. <laughs> same street they show later they only have one street but great right. it's it's they have the street and they have the pyramid those are the things well, we have these are the things one... we have everybody yep yeah oh i wanted to mention real quick before we get too far past it the bridge past that it. leads yes. into arik over the tar moat uh it has a bit of a bull motif uh-huh. um but uh instead of being modern bulls, it could be that the carvings are meant to represent ex- the extinct cattle species known as Aruks. So the city of Aruk could have as its animal 
symbol, an aurochs. Oh, yeah. That, so, so it's um, like an ox, but it's their version of an ox. It's an aurochs. Oh, yeah. The aurochs was huge. It had a my height of it's up to aurochs. 71 inches. So imagine a six foot tall guy standing next to this ancient extinct <laughs> cow thing. And like, <laughs> that's the shoulder height of the aurochs. It's like six feet high. Wow. And the uh, horns were like huge, elongated, broad horns that reached up to 31 inches in length per horn. This wouldn't be a Beastmaster episode if Rick wasn't talking about an animal. Listen, it's the it's the beast season. I got to talk yeah. about animals. Absolutely. I love my animal facts. But you got I mean, you're bridging onto Horn Boys territory. Oh, those guys are not going to be happy. Uh, um yeah, but I, I love I love a good moat. I again, I haven't seen this since the 80s, so I'm kind of watching What's your it, favorite uh, moat? cut. Name your favorite two top three moats top in movies. Three moats. Let's go. <laughs> and go. Uh is there a moat in the evil? This Dead? one? The the Army of Darkness. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Gosh, why am I blanking? I, I, I I'm sorry, I'd have to Google. I don't know. Uh, you said this is one of your favorite moats, so I assumed you did your uh, homework you, and have a list of No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm just saying it's one of my favorite things is a moat. Oh. knowing that my favorite thing I don't know other examples of. Uh, okay. but, but when I see one pop up, I'm like, Oh, that's going to be a trouble to get across. Uh, Robin hood, Prince. Someone's going to fall on that. There's there we go. There. Yeah. So leave that for castle boys. cloud technically have a moat, even though it was built on an Island. I and mean, not... I guess it, you can call a lake, a moat <laughs> sort of. Mm -hmm. So they go in and he's like, Oh my God, I'm way too buff to be walking around this town. <laughs> I'm going to borrow somebody's. Thank God someone left out there. You know what? Someone who works all day in the tar pits. I don't know what they, I don't know what their industry is in Arook, but uh, it's just dirt gourds. These are the things I could see dirt gourds, tar. So, Oh, and ponies and ponies. Dar, yeah. as he's walking into the city, there's a pony and he's like, Oh, I got to pet the pony. It's like a toy pony, walking. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Stubby little legs. Well, he remember, he's like, a beast master. He's talking yeah. to it. He's like, hey. he's like, uh, do you know if there are any coats or cloaks around? And he's like, yeah, yeah there's one over there. <laughs> the horse is like, listen, you want to steal a cloak from that guy? He's a real asshole. <laughs> he beats me. I'm just really cold. I know we can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Puts uh, on his cloak and walks over and is about a minute too late <laughs> to this ceremony. Let's put, let's be honest. That. Yeah. Where did uh, his sword go? I'm sorry. When he puts the cloak on, where did his sword go? Oh, where does the sword? Where does sword go? <laughs> I wasn't sure we meant. Um, Has, does he have a configuration where it's on his side and not up on him? Does he have a holster? Because it's no longer slung on his back. He was slung on his back when he puts right. on the thing. Then he puts his bag with Koto, basically Koto and Poto's house. He puts his house. He's got the bag around his shoulder, and his, his sword back. seems to be gone. Well, he could be. I think he's just he, clenching it between his thighs and walking like a turtle, like, yeah, like he a could duck. Have, like moved it to his belt. You know, that's what I was asking. Does he have a configuration that belt he can belt it? I I don't remember ever seeing it with on his belt, but I'm now I'm now gonna look. I don't see why not. Maybe he left it by the elevator. Oh my God, right <laughs> next to Connor's sword, because apparently it's just sword, swords aren't important anymore. Like, this is oh, this is sword. this is basically a trench coat. Of the time. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. 
I want to see Dar walking through and he he grabs the he grabs a tan cloak and he puts that on and then he finds a pair of white sandals and he puts that on and he mm-hmm. puts a, a like a, a pale blue loincloth thing and he pulls that like before you know oh, like it. jorts yeah. but a loincloth yeah. <laughs> denim loincloth that would cause bad friction a I denim think. loincloth season it goes but... with the look though and then we see for our first time since the beginning of the movie the temple of r r yeah mayax is giving his uh ted talk he really talking is about you know, R just needs children. I, I don't know what this, and I don't understand. Like, has he been killing kids for the past twenty years? Got a great question for you. The what he says here kind of brings me into his. He's a. There is no God. There is no. Does he? Does he believe? Is my first question. Do you think he believes there is a God named R, and he is the voice of it, or is it one hundred percent so he can just be in control? Is oh, he a zealot of religion, or is he a crazy person? See, it's weird because magic exists in this world. Mm-hmm. It's where he got so his hot you, his hot witches. You can't fully say that R as an entity does not exist, right? Um, but I think uh, Mayax has just such a murder boner going on because he he says he says he says you will be protected from the Juns. We know he's in league with the Juns. Yeah. They're his so, friends. Right. So he's a, he, yeah. So the, what does that mean? Does that mean that he, as why is he just killing kids to keep everyone in line? I think he doesn't actually believe this is helping R in any way. It's a really good way to keep control over a population. Sure. Yeah. Fear for sure. Um, see, well, when it was presented at the beginning of the movie, I, I f- almost got the impression that it was a, a new thing. Like, hey, Zed, I'm sorry to say this, but R's telling me kids, we got to kill the kids <laughs> and we got to start with yours. And he's, and I thought that he did that because it was prophesized that Zed's son right. would kill him. So he's just killing kids left and right. Is it because, I mean, we find out that Zed had another kid later on in this cut. Yeah. Is it because he's just still looking for any potential kid could end up killing me? <laughs> Listen, killing children in a sacrificial fire, it's like Pringles. Once you pop, you don't stop. And it smells delicious. <laughs> Boy, those kids <laughs> pop over the fire. Oh, just Gosh. delicious. And so they throw sweet this, baby rays over that. Oh. They throw this poor little Jewish boy <laughs> into the fire. Oh. <laughs> uh. This is horrifying. This is oh, horrifying. I can't believe they actually kill a kid right here. Yeah. Right here. PG. PG, guys. Yeah. Yep. So <laughs> we've uh, seen pred- boobs and there's kid death. PG. All right. So that's just another instance of parental guidance necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy, why did they throw that boy into the fire? Well, you see. In order Mommy, for the why city does that slave girl's body make me tingle? I have lots <laughs> of questions. Sweetheart, it's what R demands. I yeah. didn't write this. R is a force to be reckoned with and he's hey, never satisfied. So he's like, he's like, go get me another one. And so they just randomly walk into the crowd. And of course, Sacco being an idiot dressed his kid up in cosplay. So it's very easy to see this kid's the only kid wearing something nice. Why are Everyone, you bringing your kid to child sacrifice? Don't ever right. bring your kid to child sacrifice. What Leave is wrong them with at you? Home. <laughs> oh, my kid. Oh, it must've been in my other, my other robe. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Talking so yeah, Sacco's, Sacco's freaking out. His kid, the kid is about to be killed. Mayax is May Mayax, man. 
Max lo- loves his job. When you when you love your job, you don't work a day in your life. I just say that right now. Like He's an having example a great time. of how insatiable he is for child murder. He has barely let go of that. Like that child barely went into the fire. Mm-hmm. And he's already like, you know what? That's not enough. We gotta have a twofer. It's double or nothing, baby. What I'd Keep really like to know about the back behind the scenes on this is very important. Did Rip Torn talk to the children, not as Mayax, but as like another fellow actor to say, hey, I'm gonna pick you up. I need you okay. to scream. But I'm not gonna let because they're in front of a fire. Like there's a really a fire there. There really is I a know, fire there. I know there's a. It's probably done with. A, I mean, he's re, he's probably 15 plus feet, if not further away. They put the fire near the camera. That's fine. Yeah. But do you think he like wasn't Rip Torn? Like he kind of like, hey kid, come here. My name's Rip. What's yours, Sally? Great to meet you. <laughs> I'm gonna pick you up. Just flail around. I know I'm wearing this stupid nose and I look like a bird, but you know, <laughs> uh, that's what I, I hope there's, I wish there was some behind the scenes of him, like just kind of goofing around on set with the kids. Yeah. But I just don't know if, yeah, well, that's what I'm wondering. Is it like <laughs> rip torn is like, to me, never like, a, yeah, I get get that goddamn kid away from me. Like he, <laughs> he doesn't even know. Like, he's like, it'll be better if she's scared of me the whole time. So when I pick her up and she doesn't know it, She'll yeah. really flail. We need we need to teach this kid about method acting. Yeah, yeah. I'm really only method with children. Yes, call, call me Mayax on the set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Magic Mayax. Thank you. I, I sleep. <laughs> I sleep in this. I sleep in this nose. Magic Mayax. <laughs> liar, liar. You know what? She it, does kind of look like one of the hot crones. Yeah, I always thought Carol Kane was kind of a hot crone. It's only mostly dead. <laughs> uh dar tries uh not very valiantly trying to rescue this child <laughs> just kind of like pushes he gets a side eye from a garden he's like all right all right back off all right no problem <laughs> and then and then uh max kind of fumbles the ball there on the first one yard line all you had to do was plop that kid right in the fire nope he- i'm gonna, this kid i'm gonna slide this time i want to watch it last time it went down too fast yeah last time it was a swish no rim at all. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. no drama at all. That's why he's like, oh, I got to bounce this kid against the wall a couple he's times. Like, he's like, Kobe. <laughs> I mean, this kid, in, in Mayax's defense, this other kid is a bit bigger than the first In Mayax's one. defense, everyone, this is when Ro- this is when uh, Rick is on Mayax's side. <laughs> I love Hashtag not defense. all cult leaders. Hashtag Mayax was right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I, he's like, only, only, uh, only this this child. I, I think it is a girl. Yeah, I uh, will make uh, R happy. And I'm just like, well, guys, R sucks. You you need to stop with the R. Okay, it, everything everything of just like just, I don't know. Like, what is R's deal? What like, is, what's what the is, deal with what's R? The de- what's the deal with R worship? Like, is R like a benevolent god? Is it like one of those? Like Mayan murder gods, where they just mm. love blood and they love they love pyramids. Like my my big question is like, was child sacrifice always part of it? Because like the city was built up around the temple of R, mm-hmm. and if people yeah. are moving to this city, be like, oh hey, I'm gonna go to this city. What's it called? Arik? Oh, it worship is worships R. You mean the 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 blood god who demands <laughs> child sacrifice? Oh yeah, that sounds like a lovely place to move my family. Yeah. You know, uh... this, can this I start feels home? like 
feels like Mayax was like, listen, I got this new hot thing that we're going to do here at Arak. R now wants blood sacrifice. I know before we were just throwing like other burnable things into a sacrificial fire, but hot dang y'all, yeah. we go move on to kids now. I said it was a hot thing. I, I meant I'm literally going to set kids on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Dar, Dar uh, uses his uh, tingle. Yep. Gets uh, his... His, this is war gone. His eagle to take it, take care, pick up the pick up the kid, fly away with it, and then and then a uh, vamping Mayax. Uh, they, you know what? You know what? maybe I'm on Mayax's side too. Say what you will, the man knows how to keep it going and roll the flow. See, <laughs> I told you she want R wants your children. Yep. No notes. No notes. He's no going notes. right off the top of his head as yep. he's all off in dome. Yep. He. He. <laughs> absolutely knows the tenets of improv because he yes ands mm -hmm. so quickly mm -hmm. and he points up to that stock footage of the eagle flying with a weird jape it's not even a jpeg it's like a you know polaroid cutout dangling underneath it oh yeah it's, it's bad uh i looked it up according to uh the territory of victoria in australia has a wildlife website where they talk about all the indigenous uh creatures there the wedge-tailed eagle which Chirac is one of them they can carry up to five kilograms, which equals 11 pounds. So mm. Sako should think about feeding his children. So they <laughs> weigh a little bit more. <laughs> and this, and this is actually after, uh, uh, this poor little girl and Max tried to reenact the scene with, from a Christmas story with Santa and oh. Ralphie. It was He's just it, trying it was to so kick bad. her down he, that shoot. He's yes. like, give me a, give me a, give me a place. Christmas time in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Wherever the hell that movie takes place. You know, that's why you always keep your child pushing stick close by so you can just jab them into the fire. Just really get them in there into the coals. I'm currently working on some cosplay armor for Highlander for the Kurgan. I haven't said it on the podcast, but I am building a what? full set of Kurgan armor. And uh, one of the, uh, every time, but every, every time I watch any movies, I'm like, what could I? cosplay uh dar's out 100 out can't <laughs> can't be dar but i'm like mayax is a good one yeah that's a good uh just gotta get those little weird braids on the side a couple of cloaks make yourself a weird gross stick for pushing kids into fires it's not a bad and may again and the ring gotta make the ring the eyeball ring yep yeah you gotta lose the beard at a, at a bigger nose mm -hmm. and some arched eyebrows Mm -hmm. well you don't have to get rid of the beard if you don't want to i'm just saying i'm not yeah, getting rid like, of the beard when i wear the kurgan uni the uniform when i wear my kurgan uniform i will not be shaving my beard <laughs> well i'm saying if you're mayax be like yes. this is mayax during covid yep. <laughs> you just let it go Listen, or why don't you mayax, just go as king seth and just put the, keep the beard and put a piece of gauze around your eyes and just be like well there you go oh yeah. I'm poor and old oh, i'm blind oh. Listen. Working from home when you're the high priest of R is really difficult because, like, you don't have kids that you can just pull into your van. And oh, I've got a nine o'clock cauldron meeting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the the bird takes the kid away, and like you said, he 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 does this improv for he's he doesn't know where the kid's going, where this bird came from, but he's like, obviously, see, R took the kid away with yep. using the bird, and everybody in town is so quick to fall on their face. Yeah, this it's is probably the most miraculous lemmings. thing they've ever seen. Yeah, the really the, the, the Arovians are 
the Arukanites are the worst. Are the worst. And this is a classic example of Dar not getting with the uh, rehearsal process beforehand because he doesn't know when to drop. Nope. (laughs) I wish a guy next to him was like, put his hand up slowly on the door and like try to pull him down. Like, come on. Ours gonna be pissed. It's gonna take you away next. He's gonna look at you and see me next to him. I don't need this kind of heat. <laughs> I don't know him. Uh, uh, praise our praise our. <laughs> All right, she is saved. I'm yeah. so happy. Honestly, I was watching the scene and I was just like, "Oh, that poor, cute little child!" Like, "Oh, don't kill that one too." And uh, so I was. You were okay was with the like, first Hooray! one. Going. I mean. <laughs> It's a satisfying art. I thought it was a little bit too much for two kids, though. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. I'm thinking one's just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one kid a day keeps R and the Jun Horde away. That is one of the things they say in this town. Yeah. The, and we don't always have to follow with the high priest rule of one for R, one for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit cruel. Uh, this is, uh, our, our night scene with, uh, we're in Sacco's house. Sacco. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it the Sacco from the league. His name is Sacco S A C C O, but I'm calling it the Sacco. Okay. <laughs> so he's kind of a loser. Isn't he also the, did I read that he's the dad from the Waltons? Ralph straight. Uh, I just noticed he was in Halloween two or okay. three rather. Um, you may be right. I don't know where I found that. I was just kind of like, what? No, but we'll come back to that. Uh, 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 Dar shows up with a sack. He, I've never seen a ferret sniff someone and then go like a seeing eye ferret or a hunting ferret, but this ferret smells the child and then runs from house to house. How long do you think that scene took to shoot with that goddamn ferret? How (laughs) many times do you think that ferret screwed up going from the first house to the second house to the third house? Never so work, many times. Never work with animals. Mm-hmm. Never work with children. And look, we got both in this scene. Well, like I think Rick was implying the the whole how many ferrets are in his pants. That joke. I think he isn't. Is it? Then they have like a a bunch of ferrets. They had that's one ferret ferrets. though. They don't have like they don't have one ferret under the door that they're pulling in and then throwing out another one. Well, uh, listen, this one's not working out. Let's try another one. Let's try another one. The important thing when it comes to working with ferrets is to not have more ferrets than you have treats to give the ferrets. Mm. You want there to be an overwhelming majority of treats so that you can bait the ferrets around like fish. Do you think there's just food underneath like each door? Oh, absolutely. There's treats underneath all these doors. So if you run to them in order, you can get the treats. Mm hmm. I mean, we don't hear we it, we're hearing eighty yard sound. They could easily be also making the noise and talking to the ferret. Be like, whatever. That's the know. only way to. That's the only way to uh, uh, record dialogue in Aruk is eighty uh, R. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see? Eighty R <laughs> needs your sacrifice. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd love. How you know Dar- what? Eighty R. Dar. Hello. It's the oh. same. Whoa. Wow craziness but here in this scene dar is be like hey i got your grubhub order yep here's your here, your order baby here's your, here's your, yeah here's your door dash he's got one uh uh mission in mind they're like thank you so much we owe you a life debt 
what anything we could get to here. And he's he's already Dar's already spotted Kiri on the pyramid. He's like, hey, how about that girl in the pyramid? Where's she at? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you didn't even let me finish the sentence. Now, this is something that has been in my head for 30 years since I first saw this movie. When he first opens up the sack and his daughter's there, Sacco says something. <laughs> he says, my little light is alive. Never ah. thought that. I thought he was saying the name of the kid. And so for years, I thought it was my little diesel light. <laughs> and I was like, okay, oh. one kid's named Dar, one kid's named Liesel light. Fine. It was a child. Was that isn't that from the Sound of Music? Liesel? Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. Liesel light. <laughs> I did not. I mean, who says that? My little light of life is alive. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. Just a weird turn of phrase. So, until I saw this, so thank you, Rick. Thank you, Sword Boys Podcast, for allowing me to know <laughs> this child actually has no name and will not be named in this movie. Yep. And right. uh, the yes. way children should be. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so the individuals yeah, earn a name. We've got Dar, we've got Sacco, we have named the men. The women in this scene do not get names. Sacco's wife, just like Zed's wife. <laughs> Dar's father, Zed's wife. Zed's wife. Oh, Zed. is, oh, Remember King Zed? Yeah, King King. I think I King called Zed. him Seth earlier. It's Zed, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, but the you king only did is it once. Zed. John Amos is Seth. The king is Zed. Long live the king. Yeah, Zed's Zed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> So he's asked, he's horned up. He wants to find his, it's your cousin. He wants to find the girl and they talk about the sludge and he says he'll be back. He's being very coy, the Beastmaster. Uh, and uh, Mayax has a kind of a, a Peter Tingle of his own. He's like, I kind of want you to watch this guy. So he's got his witches and he's got, you know what? He's got his bo- his broads and bastards around the cauldron. They're all around having a mm-hmm. having a confab. Having their stand up for the morning, uh, 15 minutes, uh, make sure each person, you know, speaks in one breath. They each tell each person what everyone, so everyone's on the same page. Right. And they, he's like, I want to, I want you to go get him. So I'm going to give you this cool thing. <laughs> and he, the cool thing he gives him is that the eyeball ring from this just, movie. Just the weirdest thing, it but it's significant. Like- they put it on the poster. Yeah. Oh, Okay. It's so weird how it's set up in this scene and immediately in the next scene. <laughs> yep. He's been found and we see the ring is basically establishes a nice zoom session between uh, 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 Mayax and uh, this uh, David Carradine looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kung Fu legend <laughs> continues. Yeah. Yeah. They, he, I'm wondering if the ring allows him to speak to him because he does say kill him. Oh, it yeah. is our, it is, it is Zed's son. Kill him. Like, Mayax, the initial order is capture and bring him back. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, that explains why knockoff David Carradine brought the noose from the closet to help capture Dar. Oh, no. <laughs> but was... yeah, as soon as I've Mayax, always got too soon, too as soon. soon as Mayax sees that brand, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. The <laughs> we've changed the order from catch to kill. And so I'm just wondering, like, is the voice coming from the ring? Like, there's this tiny little Bayax voice it, going, like, kill him, kill him. Now. Do the oh, no, okay. One, you didn't see this scene. They cut this. Um, if you go and look at the, uh, if you go and look this up in the director's cut, one guy gets an eyeball ring, one guy gets an ear ring, and one guy gets uh. a lip ring. And it's and it's like wow. like one one's like Mayax. It's one is Mayax's mouth. 
on a ring. It's just like, get him. Yeah. <laughs> bring his, bring the mouth ring over to my earring so I can understand what's going on. What is happening? Wait, I can't see. All of you point your rings at him. So I know what's going. Hello. Hello. Yeah, so hey, my eyes up here. The ring with the ear on it is a pinky ring. And yes. the ring with the mouth on it is a thumb ring. And so they Oof. hold it up in your classic. Uh, what is that? Like the surfer hang loose phone mode or phone hang loose configuration. phone yeah hang loose phone <laughs> it's it listen it's an audio format i don't know how yep. to like describe hand signals in an audio format right thumb and pinky extended all other fingers bent in there you go uh so the priest uh tries to strangle dar yeah. Uh, but I, I wonder how they got this shot. There's this cool shot of Rue is actually on the tree behind him. Like, I, I was like, how did they set that up to, did they just put that, uh, well, tiger, sorry, up in a tree or, uh, is that some sort of set and they have him like, I think what it is, if you look at it real closely, I don't think the, the, uh, priest is there. I think it's a composite. Oh, it's composite. Yeah. He's like, if you look real, I mean, it's really good. If it is, it may be real. It may, they imagine like, we're just going to put a tiger behind you. Don't worry about it. I mean, that's probably one of the animal trainers. Could be, could be. I that's why like they were wearing helmets earlier. Cause they were actually bald. Cause they were, you know, doing this movie. Yeah. I'm pretty sure most yeah. of the red priests in this movie are also animal trainers. Okay. That because makes that sense, red then. priest that gets tackled from behind by Rue. Yeah. Like Rue lands on him. Yeah. Yeah. And the and we already and the the ring bearer already dies. Yeah, I really love the shot of the hand shooting up from the cauldron. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, what's that about? And the ring on the hand is now red. I guess yeah. red eyes is dying. Or so there is a link between the cauldron talking the the hang loose. There's a there's a it's a phone call. <laughs> it's a yeah. Zoom call between the ring and the cauldron. That's probably why Mayax was shouting over and over again, kill him, kill him now, because uh, the cauldron was on mute. And so they could they could see his lips moving, but they couldn't actually hear what he was saying. <laughs> Something yeah. wrong with your headphones. <laughs> and the earring is like running to get, oh, yeah, sorry, I'm not close enough. Like the witches aren't gyrating the correct way. Oh, man. They, the yeah. microphone to be active. Can can you tell them to stop moving around? There's a lot of background noise. I'm trying to get room tone. <laughs> a lot of them rustling. Um, and, and let me let me turn on dungeon suppressants. Thank you. <laughs> one of the one of the guys, one of the uh, kung fu just one of the guys, one of the kung fu, the last of the kung fu men, ru runs and gets on it or gets on his horse. He was always on his horse and rides away, and somehow oh, lead loot leads Rue into a trap they'd already set up i guess man it's too bad that guy on a horse didn't have some sort of weapon where he could attack something at range yeah if only he'd had a like giant crossbow himself. that he yeah. had the entire time and didn't use once you know maybe if he had it pointed right at dar's heart at one point mm -hmm. he could have you know fulfilled his mission well you're really on mayax's side here <laughs> listen mayax is a community leader <laughs> go on <laughs> mm -hmm. What is he? What has he done for uh, Aruk? Uh, the tar runs on time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. 
uh, yeah, he uh, so uh, uh, the freaking tiger whose name I always forget. Rue, 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 Rue falls into I keep a forgetting pit. the eagles name falls Chirac. into a pit uh and uh beastmaster sees this and then we see uh john amos and robin i'm just gonna call him robin shows up sorry robin he's got a staff is it he's a, he's a young ward a he's a young ward oh 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 that robin yeah, yeah. yeah. the cool robin <laughs> oh yeah i forgot <laughs> Uh, they uh, show up and and oh, they kind of knock the dude in the pit with him. <laughs> the height of mm-hmm. comedy when Seth whacks that guy with his walking stick. He mm-hmm. that red priest hits the ground and John Amos is oh. cracking up. Excuse so me, funny. it's it's a it's a whacking stick, not a walking stick. Ich bin ein whacking stick. Yep. And I love that uh, we get a payoff to the setup from the opening scene when the yes. red priest. Sp- pops up and he's got his weird little necklace thing and he's about to throw it at tall his little uh, death egg yeah yeah tall has done nothing i mean he, he's chuckled a little bit but these guys are immediately like oh child must kill <laughs> yeah they know how mayax rolls there's yeah. a child in the presence of a red priest how dare you listen i didn't get the master beast i got jumped by this other guy but I killed a kid, huh? <laughs> I don't Who know how to you? use my crossbow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I got some, uh, I've got some famous Amos uh, uh, trivia, if you'd like. All right. All right. He is not famous Amos. He did not make the cookies. But uh, John I mean, he Amos, is famous Amos. He is. He's probably the more famous of famous Amoses. <laughs> Stop saying Amos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's not my Amos. He's, he's your Amos. Um, <laughs> so, uh, of course, very famous. Die famous two. Amos. Famous Amos. Coming to America. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good Times, which I found out was a spinoff of Mod. Yes. I, uh, I did not know that. I actually probably never saw Good Times. It's on TV land, I'm sure. Right. But I knew uh, that was time for me to go to bed. When <laughs> yeah. Good Times came. I was like, all right. Oh, because well, time, time for me to sleep. <laughs> I'm a privileged white kid from Tennessee yeah. watching this show going, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say that uh, John Amos uh, did get get in some trouble on that show. Mm-hmm. He, he did. He, he got kicked off at the end of uh, season three. He got Roseanne. Uh, he was complaining a bit too much. Uh, the first thing was uh, he was complaining that they were not showing the authentic version of an Af- African-American experience. And he's right. The, the writers do not understand black people, basically. Because, yeah, it was uh, written by a bunch of white dudes. Yeah, yeah. And I guess when JJ started to become the Urkel of the show and everything seemed to focus around JJ, that even more that, that irritated him even more. So they were just like, uh. so they basically just killed him off in an off-camera uh, car accident. Yeah. His character, which is sad. I also found out he was playing a lot younger uh, than he actually was on the show. He was only eight years older than JJ. Yeah, I remember. I remember when I saw because in my mind as a kid, I thought John Amos died when he was no longer on the show. They're like, oh, the dad's not on the show anymore. I'm like, oh, because he was the dad. I'm like, oh, he must have died. And then for the next 40 years, he's been in stuff. And you're like, wait. How old is he? <laughs> yeah. He was 19 years younger than the woman that was playing his wife. Oh, Florida. Yeah. 
and from there, of course, I went. I found a tangent where I found out that Sherman Hemsley from the Jeffersons was uh, 21 years younger than Wheezy, basically, <laughs> which is just like wow. Okay. Uh, huh. So pulling, they, pulling like a Don Amici and uh, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon. He was almost oh, my right. age in Cocoon, but he was like, eh. <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> it's the diabetes. The bees. The bees. Uh, he says, yeah, they killed my character off. A guy would have it just when they told me I would never work again. I got cast in a little program called Roots. And yeah, he did get nominated for an Emmy for Roots. Uh, how old do you think he is here in Beastmaster, actually, speaking of age? Ooh. I'm um, say 42. 43? Jonathan, right on the nailed the head. You know what I'm saying. The hammer. Nailed the head. I nailed, nailed the head. <laughs> you nailed the head. Uh, and I'd also like, he's, he's still alive. He's 84 years old. Uh, another famous quote, famous quote is another IMDb quote. I found there are three stages to an actor's career. Who is John Amos? Get me John Amos and get me a young John Amos. That is a <laughs> quote of his, uh, in which he probably laughed really heartily after. Yeah. He was that. on, uh, for a long time. He was on West wing too. He was one of the, yeah. he was the, the general, like the, the main, the main general general. Yeah. Fritz, I believe. I believe they also killed him off screen. Son of a bitch. Mm. Uh, I also just wanted to mention that uh, I'm sort of in a way not related. What am I talking about? Related. But I I, 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 had, I co-hosted uh, Fright Night Minute with my friend Len, who uh, was able to hook us up with some Fright Night connections because he did a children's book with Tom Holland, not Spider-Man, the director of Fright Night. But he also did a children's book with John Amos uh, called uh, A World Without Color. Um, he, uh, uh, Len, uh, illustrated it and John wrote it. Yeah, so. Um, pretty cool. a children's <laughs> book called They Wrote My Ass Off a TV Show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great, t- 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 it teaches kids that not everything is uh, set in stone and <laughs> to save your money and. So if you want, uh, I could I could see if I could pull some strings and get a grumpy eighty four year old John Amos to come here talk swords. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm thinking he probably won't be interested. <laughs> you miss uh, you miss all the shots you don't take, I guess. I mean, we also <laughs> should call Mark Singer. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just saying I, I don't have I, a friend. Who I did keep a calling with Mark Sean Singer. Connery, and he has not answered. The son of a bitch. I'm so on the low. <laughs> I'm taking it. I look, it won't come out. It keeps poking out like a turtle. <laughs> oh man. Robin, you need to be our I'm talent scout. Yeah. <laughs> Someone get me off the pot so I can go on the sword boys podcast. <laughs> right. Cause Sean Connery being on a toilet is, is the thing. He, he just wants to be on the podcast guys. We're, he's just being kept from it. Cause he has incredible diarrhea, right? There's no he other reason in the toilet. It's no true. other reason why mm-hmm. Sean Connery would not be on our podcast. I don't understand. <laughs> you know, I'll. You know what? Uh, since we're doing Beastmaster now, I'll get on Rip Torn's people next. Okay, right. I will get him that's on good. this show. It's yes, the same affliction please. that's ripping through Hollywood. Yep. <laughs> and I know a friend who knows a friend who once talked to Tanya Roberts. So, <laughs> wow, we will get on that. Listen, well, folks- I mean, I didn't mean to say, it, ladies. I they have to too much far. They're they're having too much fiber in their diet. That must be it. That must be it. <laughs> All right. So we meet. Oh, we God, meet tall. Yeah, yeah, tall and Seth. Yeah, Seth comes at us with some words of wisdom, namely, face the animal on his own terms. You will find you are not so very strong. 
I would argue that it depends on the animal. Also, uh, Tall not really living up to his name. Standing well, that's why it's spelled <laughs> Tall with one L instead of yep. two. Ah, okay. Listen, the boy has come of age. But I mean, will you name him Squirt? Yeah. <laughs> that, this is this, my liege, Squirt. This world has really boring names. Dar, like, like Tall. Seth. <laughs> May Axe. Just Seth. I don't have much for tall. Uh, that would be a tall order. Uh, Joshua Milrad is the uh, young actor. He has four acting credits. Uh, this is his only movie credit. The rest are TV. He's now mostly an editor for TV. He does a lot of cons. I looked him up on on Google, and his Instagram is literally tall from Bo- from Beastmaster. Nice. Yeah, with underscores well, in between. He looks a lot there. like he's not, but uh, he looks a lot like the kid from Voyagers. The uh, oh, the uh, time traveling show. Robin will know what I'm talking about. Rick. Is that Lee know. Majors or Gil Gerard? No, neither. <laughs> it's the guy who the first guy to kill himself on the set with a, a with a loaded loaded uh, blanks. Uh, what the hell is his name? Super handsome. Hold on. He has uh, one of those names that you're like, he should have been a star. Uh, Dar yeah, so- says that he's uh, indebted to. Well, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Dar. <clears throat> Dar shows that he is the master of timing because he shows up way too late to do anything effective. Um, (laughs) He did not get a chance to use his sword even once in this altercation uh, because either Rue took care of it or Rue took care of it. So, so far, if it's a competition between Rue and Dar as far as how many people have killed, this cut alone, Rue is two up against (laughs) Dill. So... Oh, I'm I think- the beast master. Sorry, I, I envision Rue with Cringer's voice all the time. Oh, <laughs> oh I'm the beast. You're the master. John <laughs> Eric Hexum. John Eric wow. Hexum would have been, look him up. He should have been a beast master. He would have been an 80s star if Hetty not died. Uh, he's very handsome young man. He is, he and this kid like fly around in it. Voyager, it's about, Unfortunately, there are no swords. That, there may be swords in an episode, but it's uh, about a. He's got a thing called an Omni. It's a time travel device. It's um. It's kind of like Quantum Leap. They're putting right what once went wrong, like something's wrong nice. with history. He loses his little book of history, and the kid, of course, knows history, so it turns into a whole thing. It's on for two years. I just remember loving it. I don't remember a darn thing about it, but I, I love <laughs> much like show. moats. I love moats. Can't remember them. Can't remember. Not another one. Can't make another. Can't make any other uh, uh, ideas out about them. All right. So <laughs> they, they get they they do they do some log work here. Do a little uh, lower body workout. Oh, uh, I wanted to say when Dar comes running out, draws his sword. Both Seth and Tall like twirl their staffs mm-hmm. in synchronous. Mm-hmm. Like like how long did they work on that? Long, they're that, like, so, this will be cool. People think this is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and then and then you hear Rue uh, growling from the pet as if to say, like, "Hey, these guys are all right. It's okay. They saved me. <laughs> they saved me. this hole. <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting. I keep falling in the traps. It sounds less like Cringer and more like uh, uh Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> no, I'm down in the hole. I always wondered if I was bordering on uh, Don Knotts territory. Is, is it, you know, Jimmy Stewart and Don Knotts have that. Whoa, that kind of like a, yeah. 
Yeah, Dar tries lifting that log by himself, and then Seth's like, "Do you even lift, bruh?" Uh, and 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 helps him out. And the kid pokes uh, his stick in there for a second. I'll help. I can do a lever. And nobody warns Rue. Like, move out of the way. There's a giant oh log God. about to fall. So uh, they drop a log. If you know what I mean. With, uh, speaking of dropping logs, I feel like yeah, Dar is there. So you need a break. Log and he's wanting <laughs> see a man about a horse. What's happening? He's in, he's in the just the right position to start, you know, trying to lift that log. And then he gets that look on his face. And that look can either be interpreted as, oh, no, this log is too heavy for me to lift. Or, oh, no, I've just shit my tunic. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not wearing any underwear. It's like, thank God Watch this thing step. has an open bottom. <laughs> Speaking of open bottom, I'm still going. One second. Yeah, well, he really I really should I have told Seth before Seth crouched in the same exact spot with his big robes hanging down. Hey, we're just two bros. And we're, <laughs> both wearing, we're both wearing loincloths. So it's a proud robe. He's if never you got a shit. Anyway. You got a shit, bro. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> the boys like uh, tells like, you know, you guys uh, it, does. Does he belong to you or something like that? And, and Dar just answers. We fight together sometimes. I'm like, although the truth is he rude as most of the fighting. Yeah. Dar needs to stop telling everybody everything about himself when he meets them. Hi, who are you? I'm Dar of the Emirates. There are no more Emirates. It's like, hey, man, keep it on the down low, okay? <laughs> you were just, dudes were just trying to murder you. You don't know that Seth and Tall are not going to murder you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, how are you going? My name's Dar. Uh -oh. I'm the last of my kind. Oh, good. We're Juns. We're going to kill you now. <laughs> I've sworn vengeance against all Juns. And uh, I also made friends with some those big uh, Flappersteins. Let's see. What else? I got my best friends, a uh, bird, <laughs> two ferrets, <laughs> tiger. I know. Yeah. He, There's he, this cool he, horse in town. Have you seen him? He's awesome. <laughs> His name is Gary. He's the best. <laughs> Remember last cut where he was like assigning like, and you will be my thieves. And yes. Like imagine he just kept on like he walks by the horse and you, you will, you will be, be my, my legs. <laughs> you will be my legs. And he sees Seth and, and tall. You need to get an orangutan. So it's like, you will be my arms. Cause like, this uh, is great. I now have like a Voltron of animals. <laughs> this movie is missing Clyde. Where oh is Clyde? He was alive head. at this time too. They could have gotten him. I mean, Mayax looking down from the pyramid. Everybody's uh, everybody's on their knees except for a bold orangutan raising a middle finger and going. <laughs> oh my god, it'd be so good! And then the Dar, the Dar standing next to him, and Dar does the gun thing at him. He just falls over. <laughs> I would watch that movie every every which way but loose. Can we quickly switch the podcast to Clyde Boys? Because <laughs> yeah. I am ready. I mean, we were always Clyde Boys. <laughs> That'd be so good. Uh, so. And uh, yeah, they, they have a little, uh, they all have a little arm grasping, which I'm sure like Seth's arm, just Seth's hand like slides off of uh, yeah. Dar's well-oiled. <laughs> you you son guys, of a bitch. Did you <laughs> guys catch the, did you guys catch the shot where they swapped out to the actor who plays tall? Oh no. But yeah, I read that, uh, that in trivia, but go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. when anytime the tiger's around, right? Yeah. If the tiger right. is in a shot and tall is also supposed to be in the shot, uh, so for this yeah, guy specifically, it. Tall's cloak is hanging just behind Seth, and I don't know if it's the stand-in actor that's wearing it or they just put it on a coat rack. 
It may be, or there, I mean, I, I don't, I think they had like a, didn't they have, didn't they say they had a uh, women, like small women playing his roles, like most of the kid roles. I think, I think I read that. So they had like little mm. tiny women. They had Greta Gerwig's little women on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little <laughs> list of women. A little list. Yes. Uh, are we, are we around the fire now? Is that, have we moved we on to the, okay. Ru yeah. is looking pretty sleepy, and I'm assuming it's because he's in the same shot as that eagle. <laughs> like, also, he he probably him. <laughs> they probably pulled that guy's dead carcass out, and he ate him. So you know he is full. <laughs> yeah, in movie he's yeah he's got a full belly. Just so you guys know, I don't like sitting around a fire. Last time I sat around a fire, a witch tried to burn my hand and then murder me. <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> I have a thing for it. Just so you know. Yeah. Meanwhile, Seth is trying to like unload their backstory be like listen it's been three years since mayax took over we've been trying to whip up a posse to whoop the juns out of Arak. uh it's mm. not going well maybe because the juns butcher and murder everybody they come across another deleted scene that's on the director's cut <laughs> if you don't notice this one seth and tall are playing cards and then Seth says Tall is cheating and they start screaming at each other. And while they're doing it, the Beastmaster is running <laughs> around in the background being scared by all these different animals that are out there in the in the wilderness that night. It's a classic scene. You, you cheat! You, you cheat! cheat. <laughs> and then they start speaking Mandarin, which is weird, but it's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, apparently the old king is still alive. Zed is not dead, baby. No. Zed no dead? Yep, he uh, he remains a symbol of strength for the people who resist Mayax, mm -hmm. and with him leading, they will crush Mayax. Uh, need I remind you that Zed was leading them the last time Mayax yeah. came to town, and it did not go well. So I don't know what is going to be different this time. Why is he still alive? Like I'm sure Mayax. Oh, we got to kill him too. Uh, a our, very large our bird carried Seth off. <laughs> a very large bird. Uh, oh, it was a dragon. We think it was a dragon. Weirdly enough, the dragon was voiced by Sean Cottery. That son of a Ooh. bitch will not return my calls. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Don't gonna get. I'm gonna. Back. I'm gonna get ripped torn. I swear to God, guys, I'm gonna get ripped torn on the show. <laughs> So they all go to sleep and there is some psychic thing because Tall's is having a, a wet dream. He's perspiring and the eyeball opens up. Well, so. we got to explain how we got the ring first. Oh, well, he takes it off the car. Oh, out of the bag. I'm sorry. Yeah. We didn't talk about Kodo and Poto's yeah. loot. So, so yeah. Seth and Tall are like, dude, what's up with the animals? And he's like, they're my friends. And then he like <laughs> unbinds his bag and Kodo and Poto have been stealing nonstop. There is a pile of treasure in this bag. Well, treasure. <laughs> it's a bunch of stuff from R, so it's a bunch of gourds, dirt, tar. Oh, you guys yeah. stole tar? Why did you steal tar? There's a whole <laughs> fucking, there's a river of it. You stole it? Come on. Well, it's a jar of tar, you see. So we're going with the whole R motif. Jar. Welcome to R. Yeah. Here's a my jar, jar of tar. Of tar. <laughs> yeah, and Dar actually talks about how he communicates with the beast. He's like, uh, uh, I know their thoughts. They know mine. And, and Rose just like, that's why we know how much you think about that slave girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit much. And, and uh, yeah, the, yeah the, they're looking at the pile of stuff and Tall's like, ooh, weird ring with an eyeball on it. I want yeah. that one. And then Seth's like, whoa, hey, this necklace here. I recognize that. That belongs to what? Tall's cousin. Sure. Yeah, Tall's Maybe. cousin. 
That's my cousin. That's my cousin's necklace. Meaning that, uh, you know, yeah, Kiri and Dar are also cousins because Dar is Tall's secret brother. You know, that old chestnut half brother. If it helps, they could not be related. If Tall comes from another woman, that woman could have a sister and that sister could have a child. And that would be Tall's cousin, but not by blood be Dar's cousin. It would be Dar's cousin, but not by blood. I'm assuming uh, I'm just trying to figure out a way for them to have sex. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, we really want these two to have sex. So we want, we want Max to be right. And we want these two to (laughs) bone. Can we do a Max was right. uh, T-shirt campaign. I've written it down already. Don't worry. Followed immediately by the reaction (laughs) shot that Seth gives. uh, It's, it's just the temple of R and on top of is a dude holding up a kid over his head. That's (laughs) it. It says Max is right. Max is right. I went to Arak and all I got was my child thrown into a sacrifice <laughs> fire. And this t-shirt. I went to a child sacrifice and somehow ended up having my child thrown into a sacrifice fire. What was I to know? God. I still, I love the wide-eyed, tight-lipped look that Seth gives Jar when he talks about Kiri in terms of being a slave girl. Because Seth is like, uh, no, she is not a slave. And Dar's like, no, I'm pretty sure she was a slave. Yeah, I'm interested to find out. I was in Roots. <laughs> I don't think she's a slave. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's probably where that look is coming from. Be like, are you telling me there's white slaves in this movie? The fuck did you just you say know to who me? I am nothing, nothing. <laughs> uh, I just got a text from John Amos. He just said, "Fuck no." I, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what was referred to. What Ooh, was, guys, what was I just got a text to. back from Rip Torn. It says, Whoa. "This sounds great." <laughs> person says who is this not many people take that point of view but i love it <laughs> so uh yeah it looks like the ring is giving tall nightmares i mean we're not really uh on this scene long enough for for him to he, he kind of wakes up from it he yeah. does look like he's stirring in his seat asleep though like uh, uh, well yeah because he's like oh look at these really fugly witches <laughs> <laughs> It's doing something for me. He's trying to hold up his hand in front of his mind's eye so that he doesn't actually have to see their faces. I I had a dream and <laughs> one third of it is gross, but the other two thirds is rocking. Uh, is that how Seth knows that Tall has come of age? Because he's starting to have these weird dreams that he mm-hmm. wakes up, you know. We need to get you a staff so you can cover your boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I was seeing a cauldron, but Genuine's pony was playing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and I love how is that a Dar... musical reference? I swear to God. Yeah. And I, I love it. how Dar has been placed on watch <laughs> to keep, you know, make sure they're not snuck up on. He's and like, he... I'm kind of bored. I'm going to I'm going to play my Angry Birds game. Yeah, he's playing his switch. He's got his switch out. He's playing Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Basically. He's looking through Chirac's eyes and mm-hmm. he's like, oh, what do we have here? A day scene, even though it's the middle of the night. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. I wrote bird travels in time to next morning. Yep. <laughs> Kaka, I went I went further ahead Kaka, where the sun's already come up. Kaka. I, I, I did find uh, some more trivia about the eagle uh, mm-hmm. that it often refused to fly on cue and they had to drop it from a hot air balloon through a trap mm-hmm. door sometimes to get shots. Yep. Like you know, that's that actual trivia from my Yeah, that's sometimes you got to do that. 
It also had a master's degree from Harvard. Didn't know that. It's a very learned bird. Yep. Seth is very inquisitive about, hey, Dar, what you see? And Dar's like, there's a group of people, five women in white, surrounded by priests in red. And Seth's like, ah, yeah, that's that's Kiri. You would definitely need to save her there. I uh, I hope they take the time to save the other four women dressed in white, and it's not just uh, pluck out the one you want, leave the other ones to we die. Can just, look, here's here's my plan. Let's wait until four of them have been burned or whatever <laughs> happens. However, they're yeah. killed. How are they going to be killed? Uh, we'll find out next cut. This it's is kind where of the, the strategy ends. I employed to save that little girl here. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, we'll let one go. Let's see if he means it. Oh, shit. He means it. <laughs> oh, shit. I made a bad mistake. Uh, yeah. He, he Mayak very... follows up on his promises. If Mayak <laughs> says he's going to burn a child, he burns that child. Listen. No one is going to stand up to the Juns like Mayax. Mm-hmm. He is, he is the chosen one. You don't want your property taxes going down when the Juns get here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep you in the lifestyle and dirt and gourds you've become accustomed to. And tar. Don't forget the tar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, the, the whole thing where Dar like comes to and he has like a little tear coming down his cheek. And I'm not sure if it's from... Like the fatigue of it's from staring warging. into a fucking fire. <laughs> my, <laughs> yes. my eyes Ugh, water too. Smoke. Is he? But he then he goes. We must save her. He doesn't say we must save them. <laughs> so you're right. Her. The other girls are out there can hear and like, hey, hmm. maybe one of them's his cousin too. We don't know. Yeah. All I know is that Z- uh, Zed got around. Listen, when one of your wives is killed by a witch using weird cow magic mm-hmm. you know bury that old wife get yourself a new one you got to keep the bloodline strong i'm blind it's not my fault everything else works <laughs> <laughs> it is a weird story though i'd like to i wish there was a little more explanation we're not going to get that we're kind of at the end of this chunk so yeah i'm just going to wrap it up cut. with yeah yeah no cut 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 <laughs> chunk cut uh, I'm gonna wrap it up. I'm a bit of our cut slut myself. I'm a bit of a cut slut. I'm gonna, you know, I, I wish there was more explaining how Zed, who was probably tortured and blinded by Mayax, was like, "Well, you're allowed conjugals because Mayax is not a monster." So you know, he's in jail, but gets to have a kid, and then the kid is taken by Seth, who somehow well, wasn't killed. If I, I'm just saying, hey, yeah, well, I'll, Seth, th- I'll praise to Mayax. All praise to Max. Have only he, been on the run for three years. What? Like, yeah, Seth specifically said in this cut for what three was he years doing before? Since we fled Eric, so I, Max was making making buddy buddy with the Juns, and then three years before you know this current time period, you know, three years before now, yeah, uh, Max comes back to Arak so and he's it like, better? hey. Look who my friends are. It's the Juns. So Max had them killed, left the city basically to itself. And it, so Aruk has only been under Max's rule for three years, really? Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. the time right. between Dar's birth and that three year before period, that's, you know, Max out in the wilderness getting ingratiated into the Jun organization. Mm-hmm. Basically, Tall's, Tall's childhood, uh, Tall's right. entire life. Yeah. Tall is the Tall is the Luke of this story. He's what, like 11, mm-hmm. 12 years old? Sure. So, like, when he's nine, he gets kicked. He has to run away with Seth. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. 
that helps a little. Yeah. But and hey, if, Seth hey. is a reliable protector and he's a man who loves a plan. You know who else likes a plan? Mayax. Mayax for negative 2024. <laughs> I don't know what year it is. What kind of calendar so, are you guys using out there? Uh, so if Kiri is Tall's cousin, does that mean that there's like an Uncle Zed or a, or an Aunt Zed's wife? <laughs> like, is there are there adults? Where, where are her parents? What what happened with them? Why are look, they not? Look, we can't name every woman in this movie, Robin. Okay, <laughs> we have one named woman in this movie. Yeah, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, is there another? Do we do know? Uh, um, Sacco's introduces his wife. And I believe he doesn't say this is my wife. I believe he says her name. I have to go look it up. I don't. But remember I don't remember. I I don't remember there being anything other than Kiri being the only female's name in the entire movie. Oh, right. Yeah, I'm looking through the cast list. There is no other female name. Amazing. Kiri. That's it. Amazing. So, how'd you like this chunk? Cut. Oh, uh, I love this cut. Uh, we got top some, notch. We got some good. Uh, action. We've got John Amos and his hearty laugh. Rick, uh, is, there a, is there a breakdown? There are no breakdowns in this episode. Aww. So this cut is devoid of sword fight breakdowns Aww. and that's why it loses points to me. Okay. Oh, yeah. that's right. I told. Sword. I said before, I, I wish that you know, we had Dar take the opportunity to you know, take out young Dar's father's sword and you know, cut down some red priests. He at least could have used the batarang on somebody. He hasn't pulled yeah. that thing out and like, yeah, that's right. Where's the whole, glaive? Yeah, where's the where's the glaive? The, what is it? Tapas? Where is it? The tapas. <laughs> tapas. Kappa. Yeah. And I forgot me, Kappa. <laughs> John goes running. <laughs> so, all right. Well, then, what happens next time? Next time. With Seth and Tal at his side, Dar stages a daring rescue, freeing Kiri from the clutches of the Red Priests. While Seth goes in search of allies to fight Mayax, Sako receives a summons to smuggle our heroes into the Temple of Ar. Braving traps and monstrosities, Dar and the others find King Zed and must defeat Mayax's Witchwoman if they ever hope to escape. Goodness, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, next episode is going to be so much better than this one. <laughs> Even like I like this one though. I mean, yeah. honestly, yeah, sure. It starts off strong with a little bit of child sacrifice. Always who doesn't love that. But uh, you know, I was not impressed by the red priests that Mayax employs to track down Dar. These are a couple of you know chumps, and they they go were out sending like men chumps. to do a woman's job. The, the women witches would have taken care of this. Man, thank goodness oh, Seth, yeah. Seth and Tall showed up to add a little bit of like, hey, here are some more characters for us to get to know. I can't I, believe I, we're, we're at the midway point for this movie. I know, yeah. right? This movie is much shorter. It's, it feels like I know it's not that much shorter, but. Well, we're handling this in uh, uh, less cuts, right? It is, but it still it just feels like less. Like the, well, it, it does help. As Rick has said before, there's very little dialogue, so kind of hurts going over stuff when there's not really much being said but yeah but look at it this way all of the table settings have been arranged we know exactly who the good guys are all the players the bad guys yeah. are and now it is time to just have all of the action 
We've got mm-hmm. a, that great rescue scene next episode. Mm-hmm. We've got the uh, breaking into the Temple of R and all the horrors. Do you like boats with there. ropes? Do you like fights on pyramids? Do you like really mm-hmm. violent gimps? We're going to have those. Yeah, this cut, I, I was happy not to see any Flappensteins for... <laughs> because the the nightmares I had after the last cut, but then the ring with the eye is introduced and that, that freaks me out. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Listen, I really prefer my, uh, my secret spy stuff to be inside of a black brick that I keep in my pocket instead of on my finger. (laughs) Oh, I I think we should make a, uh, I think we should make a ring eyeball shirt too. I think that'd be fun. I don't know what it would say. Maybe we have one that has three. It has the eye ring, the ear ring, and the lip ring. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, until next time. (laughs) Oh, I think I just shit myself a little. Oh, (laughs) thank God I'm wearing this loincloth. And it's like it's like playing chicken sometimes. Who's going to click like first? Poor Tall, he's gonna clink clang first. He's, he's come well, of age. He, well, he's he's coming of age. He hasn't clink clang yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's got to have his bar mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> they put him up on the chair. And they're they're doing the dance, and then they kind of tip the chair into the fire. Yeah. Whoop. <laughs> this is tradition. You understand? Our demands this <laughs> tradition. <laughs> And then Tevia shows up and he's like, why do we sacrifice children to R? I do not know. Uh, something to do with Laser Wolf. I'm May sure. God bless and keep the priest of R far away from us. <laughs> Is there a proper blessing for the Tsar? A blessing for the Tsar, of course. May God bless and keep the Tsar far away from us. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>